Okay, you guys. So, I'm going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart, which everything I talk about is near and dear to my heart. Um, these past nine years have been a really, really, really character-building time in my life. So, I'm doing a three-part series talking about things that I learned in my 20s. Um, next year, 2019, I will be turning 30 years old. And I want to exit my 20s on a high note. So, the first part of the series is going to be things that I learned later in my 20s or in my late 20s. However you want to phrase it. So, 29 now, obviously, though. Um, I want to talk about trusting God's process and what I've learned about it and how to do it. So, my ex-fiance and I broke up about three years ago. Um... And it wasn't amicable at all. Um, so, initially, the first thing women do, I mean, all women do, is, like, they do something drastic, right? They cut their hair or something. No, I didn't cut my hair. Um, I've been always kind of a, not a couch potato, but just it. I don't know, a lane? I don't know what, what you young people want to call it. So, I decided to just go out. Go out every weekend. Every weekend that I could. And just drink my issues away. I didn't try to self-reflect. I didn't try to blame him. I didn't try to blame me. I just wanted to not feel. Yeah, I remember saying that numerous times like I just want I don't want to feel I don't want to feel anything and that didn't really help obviously I mean I'm glad that I realized that before it became a habit but it didn't help at all in the least bit and so once I figured out that wasn't working I was like you know what Ariel you gotta get up Dust yourself off. Get right back. Just get right back. Just get right back to yourself. Get right back to your life. Being a mother. Like, you know, just get right back. So, what I ended up doing was, at that point, I was living with my mom. So, I ended up moving out. Moving out, getting my own place for my son and I. And trying to set up my little home and I was 26, 27-ish or yeah 25 turning 26 so I'm happy you know finally feeling grown adulting and whatnot and then um I, I started dating now, mind you, this was the first time I had ever been 
single and a parent. So, uh, and truly single, because you know when you're in a relationship, because we were together seven years, so you know when you're in a relationship, especially being young, you break up a couple of times. Um, so this was the first time I was on my own and single and a mother. So I'm like, well, where do I even find guys to date? Cause dudes don't do what they used to do, you know, at the grocery store and you're just like, Oh, excuse me, my father, you know, get your like dudes don't do that. They don't they don't do that. It's the whole sliding to the DMs thanks to a specific artist I shall not name. Um so I opened up a uh, POS page. Those of you who don't know about it, plenty of fish. And um, internet started the internet dating, which was nothing new to me. I mean, I've always had social media, and if somebody want to talk to you, they're gonna talk to you regardless. So um, started talking to a couple of different guys. It didn't work out, and. It was one in particular that he seemed like he, he had the personality that I liked because I have a big personality and I'm very goofy and so was he. So we get to know each other and all this other stuff. He's cute to me. And you know, he had the dreads, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah. So I was feeling it. And he had his own place, but he did not have a car. Which, you know, now now it's a deal breaker. But then I was like, oh, okay. So, um, we were hanging out, whatnot. And he took me on our first date to Benihana. And I mean, I'm from Detroit, but I don't live in Detroit. So, like, I'm just thinking, like, oh, this is a big deal. They always talk about this. So I get there, and, you know, he spent, he spent like, $200 that night. And then, this should have been, like, my first red flag, because he goes, well, you're the first girl that took out, that took the baby hotness, that didn't fuck, and I'm just like, oh, he, my bad, he thought I was the first girl, he took the baby hotness, he didn't fuck first, and I'm just like, oh, okay, should I be, like, insulted, or feel... I don't know, honored, you know, and so, I let that go, I'm just like, okay, so, all right, and then we had more conversations, we would say things like, yeah, I was high as hell on our first date, which I'm like, cool, like, you know, I knew he smoked weed, so I was like, whatever, it's whatever, so I told him, I said, oh, okay, well, you know, you smoke weed, so I guess so, he goes, "Mm mm-mm, no, I was high. I was like, off what? He was like, well, I did a couple of lives before I date. And I wanted to act like I didn't know what he was talking about. So I <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, oh, what, what is he? He did not be talking about cocaine because who the fuck does that? Like, like what black people do cocaine anymore? In my mind, that's what I'm thinking. So I was like, a couple of lines of what? And then he said, a cocaine. I was like, hmm, where did you get the cocaine? 
He's like, well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to put it back. Then I said, well, how often do you do cocaine? He said, whenever I'm celebrating, and I'm just like, what were you celebrating? He was like, life. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. So you do this every day you wake up or, you know, and he was like, oh, I'll just do this the one time thing, you know, you know. And I was like, no, I don't know. Then I never woke up and had the urge to just do cocaine. Just never. Maybe drink. Maybe roll a blunt. I don't know how to roll a blunt, by the way, but, you know, partake in the, the devil's grass, you know, from here to there. So I'm just like, nope. Nope, 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 nope. Never went through cocaine. Not something you can actually get hooked to the first time. Never. So, we, you know, I felt like, how do I stop talking to him? Because then I felt kind of scared. He was saying little things. I'm just like, oh, Jesus, help me. How do I get out of this? So, long story short, well, it was already long. Uh, long story short, I just, like, picked the argument finally picked the argument and then we broke up which I may have or may not have like escalated it quicker than I wanted to but anyway that's not the point so right after that I had a heart attack and then all you guys like Ariel you had a heart attack what is going on well, now, as of now, I've been a diabetic for 21 years. 21 years. Yep, 21 years. So, a good portion of the time I didn't take care of myself because I felt like, well, if this and this is going to happen, if I don't take my insulin, then it should happen right away. And that's not at all how the disease works. And I actually want to do another story, another podcast episode about that and for people with diabetes, especially young people. Because, I mean, then I wasn't educated. I was eight years old. What was that? 90, like late 90s. So, and especially being a black kid, it's like in Detroit, I was not educated at all on a disease. So, um, I ended up having the heart attack, which it wasn't as scary as some, as most people respond to it when I tell them I had it. So they kind of freak out more than I did because, and I think it's because my mom had a heart attack at my graduation, my high school graduation. She was having a heart attack. So I knew the different things that they had to do and the possibility of I could come out of it a lot. And what ended up happening is I had the Widowmaker heart attack, which it was the left ascending some other crap. I don't remember the D part of it. LAD. Either way, they had to put two stents in and all this other crap. And I was in there for a week. And so this whole time, I'm just like, like I'm not, I don't know. I understood it. I did not feel scared. I didn't feel scared at all because I felt like it was God's. Like it was a it was a consequence of an action of me not taking care of myself, so that was the consequence, and I kind of was at peace with it until a few months later, 
I started to lose my vision in my right eye and had tons of eye surgeries and still never came back 100%. And um, that one was very hard to deal with. That one was very hard to deal with. I didn't have strength. I was I felt like I didn't have strength to be a mom. I didn't have strength to be an employee, to just be here. I literally feel like I was doing the bare minimum. Like, getting up, brushing my teeth, taking a shower, going to work. Like, I was doing it. Was, I was doing it, but I wasn't there. And it broke me down. It broke me down a lot because... From all the surgeries, it changed the shape of my eye. Um, a lot of things cosmetically, not just internally. So that was hard to deal with, especially being a fat woman. You know, um, being a fat woman, especially the shape that I have, being fat. I'm more of an apple shape than a pear, so all my weight is in my stomach. And then, you know, I think I said it somewhere on a different episode. But anyway, it really messed with how I viewed myself. And then I felt like, I just felt, I, I felt alone and lost. And I felt like God abandoned me. Like, I get the heart attack. Because I was not eating healthy. I did not exercise really. I didn't really take care of myself. I get that. I, I get that. But it was like losing my vision. The, the thing that I depended on. And it's like it's different when a kid doesn't have something. And they don't really miss it because they don't remember life without it. Like, I was almost 30 years old. And so I had been seen out of two eyes for all that time. And you just forget how how you just take the little things for granted. And I felt, I felt like, I didn't want to say, I don't want to say, like, I felt, you know, my my faith, it, like, it didn't matter, like, me believing and me trying to be right and me trying to do right and all this other stuff. Mind you, like, at that point, my, my son's father, which is my ex-fiance, he had moved on, got married, all this other stuff. And I'm just, like, going through this. And it hurt. It really hurt me because I'm like, what have I done? Like, what have I done to deserve these things? And it took me a while to realize that it may, it may have been to shape my destiny, to shape my calling, to shape my purpose. Because I know I have a story to tell. And so... Dating had become hard because I wasn't all the way there. Like, I wasn't all the way there. Like, I wasn't, it was like any any person could be nice to me. And I would latch on so quickly. 
and that came from my father not being there, not being an example as well. It just showed me to love myself. My mom could only say so much, and I would always say, you think I'm beautiful because I'm your daughter and you had me. And so that's why it's so important for our men to be in our daughters' lives. Not just not just a father, just a male figure to let them know that they are worth everything. So I had to work through forgiving my father, forgiving someone who doesn't really care what they did at all, who doesn't think that they probably did anything wrong. I had to learn how to forgive that person, and I'm, I'm still working on it. Don't get me wrong, I'm still working on it, but I learned to move past it and not let it hinder me. So, I'm, you know, trying to get myself together physically, mentally, stuff like that. And I felt like, I was like, you know what, God, like, I'm ready for a relationship. Like, I'm honestly ready for a relationship. I knew the things I had did wrong with my um, son's father. I knew the things I did wrong with other relationships. I, I knew who I was as a person and what things were wrong. And I'm just like, you know what? I think I'm ready for a relationship. So it just so happens that on POF, one of my exes hit me up. And we started dating again and it was a bad ex he was a bad ex when we were younger and he was a bad boyfriend and so i was like god this can't be it this doesn't make sense not him not him at all like in my mind when i said that when i said that god like ran down the specific list that i prayed to him for for a year and that guy was it. And so I'm just was like, okay, well, I used to always say this prayer. And this is how I know that somebody wasn't for me. I would always say this prayer. I would say, God, if this person isn't for me, if they will harm me or my son in any kind of way, please remove them from my life. And it actually worked like clockwork because after I prayed that prayer, the next day something will happen and boom person and just be out like just going just quickly and I'm just like okay like at first it hurt because I'm like damn like why am I talking to these dudes if ain't none of them for me like how I know how do I know so I prayed the prayer again with this guy and he was still there so I was like oh okay well that means it works and so things were cool for a little while and I felt like we shouldn't actually entered into a relationship there's just a lot of things that happened and we shouldn't just enter into a relationship and I believe that he might have been the, the one for me at that point in time something went wrong like something somewhere went astray from God's plan unless it was actually God's plan which I'm not Drake so please Please don't sing that song when you hear this. I know a lot of my friends that are listening will do that. But anyway, um, I knew it was God's plan because of what that triggered. That triggered me to start my podcast. That triggered me to 
look at my creative side and how I could help people. It uh, triggered me once we broke up. It triggered me to look within myself, and uh, everyone knows that like I'm a quote unquote feminist. I feel like we women are the prize, and why every time we break up with a or you know the relationship ends, we have to look within ourselves and we're the problem. Why can't they be the problem? And I'm that I was always that person, and sometimes it is true. Sometimes it's not the woman. Sometimes it's the guy, but. These past eight months, I've been soul-searching. I've been reconnecting with God. Like, I don't know. Have you ever just prayed and read scripture to where you felt? You felt full. Like, you literally felt satisfied. Like, you just, it's no other way to explain it. You felt satisfied. Like, you felt, like, content and... I've been following a couple of pastors on YouTube. I've been watching my own bishop online on church. Um, I picked up another job because I'm just like, I, you know, I don't want to be one of the women that's like, oh, yeah, I'm, this guy feels like he can run over me because he's helping me financially. I don't want to be one of those women. So I'm just like, I pick up another job. And so I've been doing well like I've been occupying my time I've been doing well I have a friend that she we were always friends we was like I knew her in high school and we had people we hung out with but we never really hung out and this past year we really hung out and I just thank God for her because her being single for as long as she had been single which now she's in a relationship. She got her little boo thing, which I'm I'm really happy for her. Like, you ever know people that are truly good people, and when they find happiness, like, when they find something good, like, something good happens to them, like, you're genuinely happy for them. And I know sometimes it, I feel like I'm being weird to her because I'm just, like, overly happy for her, but it's like, you know when people deserve it. So anyway, her being single for as long as she had, she showed me how it's okay to be by myself. Like, it's okay to be alone. Like, learn how to be by yourself. Learn how to enjoy your own company. Learn how to spend time with yourself. To know who you are. And, yes, I want a boyfriend and a... a potential husband and all this other crap but I also want to be able to be whole without one and so like I went out by myself to the movies out to eat to the bar that was I was so scared I was so scared I'm just like I'm gonna look like a creep sitting at the bar by myself or somebody's gonna fucking kidnap me because I am small but it didn't. I mean, oh, this one guy at one time. Anyway, so I spent the summer just like enjoying myself and like, you know, learning how to enjoy my friends, my family, my son. Like before, it was like I was always in mom mode, always in mom mode. And now it's like 
since he's gotten older, I can enjoy him and his little personality that just so happens to be similar to mine, which I'm just like, sorry for his girlfriend or whoever he ends up dating, male or female, I mean, you know, I'm gonna love him regardless, but I'm just like, I feel bad because I'm a handful and he's a handful plus. So just enjoying my life and the people in it. And I feel like that was God's plan. That was God's plan. All of this was God's plan to to teach myself that I can do it. That I can do stuff. Like, you know, as a woman, a lot of times I was like, scared like just scared just there's no other way to say it just scared of either not knowing how or not being able to do it and so I just been doing it there it's like my option like in my mind it's like who's going to take care of my son no one me so I need to do what I have to do I have to heal myself mentally I have to heal myself physically. I have to heal myself spiritually, which all of this comes from God, not me. But I have to put it in the work also because you have to put in your work. It ain't 100% God. You know, you have to, whether it be you have to put in the faith, whether it be you have to let him do what he wants to do. You know, you got to let him. We are his children. So you have to, I mean, as a parent, so it's hard to just sit back and be like, okay, the way you know what's best for me, and not just be mad because it doesn't go your way or that it is hurtful. Because one thing that I've learned about God, He knows the end result. So if what you're going through now before the end result is painful, is uncomfortable, he doesn't care because he knows what will be the end result will be greater than what you are currently going through. And learning that and knowing that has got me through a lot, got me through a lot of things these past like four or five years. Um, has kept me calm because the old area would just knit the fuck up. But new Ariel is like, hmm, I think like five seconds before I do things versus, you know, not thinking at all. So I feel like that's good progress, you know, that's a good progress. But I just really have, and it's weird. I just enjoy my, the last of my 20s, like this year. It's been very painful, especially that breakup. That breakup was very painful because you know how you feel like stupid. You feel like, really though? Like, I'm for real about to pick this nigga. Like, like why can't I do better? Like, what the fuck wrong with me? You should have known this shit. It's signs, my nigga. It's signs, and you still like overlooking them. But you live and you learn, and I think I've I actually hit my head hard enough, which, you know, I'm a tourist, so we got to do it a couple of times. But I have hit my head hard enough to understand that the spirit of discernment and 
usually if it's a red flag like more than one like i'm gonna say about three if it's three or four pay attention because you know proceed with caution don't just because i'm the type of person that wears my heart on my sleeve always you're going to know if i don't like it you're going to know if i'm mad at you you're going to know if i'm hurt you're going to know something then i'm just that type of person and i'm also loving and but being a genuine person and being a loving person, you share so much of yourself wholeheartedly, openly, always. And that's the hardest thing is to hold back, to have a guard up, which I never will. I know that for a fact. I will never have a guard up. I just have to be stronger when I do get hurt because it will happen because it's life. Life is love and pain. So I've just become stronger and able to deal with the pain. Because I'm just never going to be that person that has like 50,000 walls up and no person can get through them. And if anything, I'm just going to be just lazy and just not care. Just not, I'm just like, mm. like mm, do I want you or... Do I want to just not do anything? Like this cause this this causes too much energy. Like I've become that kind of person now. Like how much energy do I have for this? Like in the video games, like what's the energy level? Like if I decide to do this task, how many energy points will I lose? Like that's literally how I feel now. That's how I enter relationships, romantic. Uh, you know, romantic relationships, friendships, things like that. Like, that's how I answer them now. And if it's causing me trouble, then fuck it. Like, mm, no thanks. But this, the last of my 20s has taught me to, to learn how to trust myself, to trust God and to trust myself that I, that he will empower me to know what to do. He will empower me with the knowledge to get by, to get through, the strength to get by and to get through. He will give me what I need. He will sustain me, you know what I mean? And that, I mean, a lot of these dudes out here is trash. I'm gonna keep it 100. A lot of these dudes out here are trash. And you just got to figure out, do you want to take out this garbage or do you want to take out that garbage, you know? So, this is part one of what my 20s has taught me, more specifically, this year as we enter into 2019. We're all uh, us last of the 80s babies. You know, my people born in 1989. We about to be oldest, but... We about to enter into our dirty 30s and I'm with it like I'm like let's go so stay tuned for the next couple episodes maybe three I don't know stay tuned for that and I just want to say be positive and I love you